Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge for the 15th time in a row. Espo, I don't know. Everyone was talking about it. It's a little weird, but but I think deep down we knew this was going to be a W for the Suns. Or we should have known at the very least. (laughs) Finally, the first complete victory of the year. This was no... There was a lull. There was a letdown. There was a moment where you went, oh, no. This was a full wire-to-wire complete domination by the Suns. And all hats off to Devin Booker, right, man? This guy could not have played better tonight. He loves playing in the garden. Elon in the chat saying Devin could have got 40 easy. True, but they got bigger fish to fry uh, in another burrow tomorrow night when they take on the Nets. I'd rather save some of those points and let him come up big uh, against the Nets, then uh, then have to deal with uh, you know try to try to get them forty tonight. It just doesn't. I don't care that much about the forty as I do about getting two more Ws and tying the uh, the all time record here. But Lindsay, uh, and before we we get any further in this game, I just want to say this, and let's be very 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 clear: okay. the Phoenix Suns are the best team in basketball. And have have been one of the best for the last 18 months. If you look at it, since the bubble, the Suns are 89 and 32. They have a 74% win percentage. This team is not a fluke. They've done it over parts of three seasons now. Put some damn respect on this team's name already. Retweet. I'm with you, Espa, 100%. Now, just a reminder, we are brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Phoenix Suns defeated the New York Knicks 118-97, to extending that win streak to 15 straight. And, it, okay, so here's the thing, Espo. You brought up 
giving Devin more time to rest and, and sit on the bench because you don't care about the 40 and the records. And I'm with you. That's the smart and wise thing to do. It's what you should do, right? It was what Monty did do. Selfishly, though, I kind of wanted more Devin. I'm, I'm a little bit upset that we have to play the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow and we don't have an off day. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, would I have loved to seen Devin Booker have a have an even bigger night? Yes, of course I would. You always want to see greatness, especially on the stage that is the Mecca, the Garden, and what he could have accomplished in terms of team records there in the Garden. But but look, we understand the reality of things, and unfortunately, that's just not the way this is playing out. The Nets yeah. are a very good team. You got to face them tomorrow night, uh, and and hopefully. He's got a chance to set some uh, some Barclay Center records tomorrow night, and Monty lets him uh, put it all out there on the court, no matter how much they're winning. By the way, uh, let's uh, let's send our thoughts and prayers to Robert York's liver. <laughs> In the pregame, he said he's taking 15 shots. If they won, I'm pretty sure he's well on his way to that right now. Or to the ER. We'll find out. I guess he'll let us know tomorrow what happened with that one. <laughs> uh, yes, we've got bigger fish to fry than personal records. And I guarantee you, if you ask Devin Booker about whether he would want to have that record at the Garden or if he would want to have the W, he 100% of the time would say the W. But let's go to the bar, Espo. Let's join Robert and get some drinks. You, you want to go to the bar? Oh, we'll yeah, go to the bar. Yeah, let's go to the bar. It's sexy in the city tonight is what's <laughs> on tap, and that is Devin Booker. All right, and we're not talking about his looks. We all know that. that The man brings that every night. But that jumper was wet. He's hitting from deep. He's hitting the midi. He had it going. He was cutting the bucket. Everything you want to see from Devin Booker, oh, you got it tonight. Any shot over 50% from the field. Devin Booker was definitely sexy in that New York City at the Garden tonight. Yes, absolutely. You cut out there a little bit for me, but I hope that everyone else heard. And that was just on my side of things. But he was absolutely sexy in the city tonight. <laughs> that was so weird to say, but you are absolutely right, Espo. I just, man, I just can't get enough of games like this for Devin, but also just everything that he's done this season. It's been so fun to watch him grow and develop even more as a basketball player. Yeah. I mean, defensively tonight, he looked really good too. Like, let's not forget that portion uh, of his game that likely isn't getting enough attention. He came through, had a, a pretty block in that, I believe it was the third quarter. He just, he plays defense even uh, better than we've seen him do. Devin Booker is the real deal. Devin Booker is a superstar, and Devin Booker deserves some damn all-star votes. We're starting to see him kick it into that next gear that we hadn't seen uh, mm -hmm. yet this year with the efficiency and the big numbers. Devin Booker is just another level. And I said it, I, I think it was the other night, I think it was uh, on Wednesday night, Devin Booker, the, the numbers may not say it, but Devin Booker is by far the most prolific scorer in Suns history and will be the best son ever when it's all said and done, especially if he plays his entire career in purple and orange. Absolutely. And I really hope he does. I would be so disappointed if he left or if, if we let him leave. And by we, I don't mean us. 
but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think I signed the checks, but I do know what you're saying. Right. Because it would, it would end up coming down to that. It wouldn't be that he would want to leave. It would be that we kind of like let him go. But we're not even going to get down that road because <laughs> knock on wood, it's never going to happen. Devin stays us on his entire career and we win a bunch of titles. Wait, way to bring the bring the temperature and the mood down in the room. I know. Oh, I'm man. sorry. Manuel oh. says the streak has has had its quinceanera. So uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's enjoy that. Enjoy the party. The dress was beautiful that the streak wore tonight at, at its quinceanera. So. <laughs> well, since we're talking about Devin Booker, should we already just jump right to it and name him the draft king of the game? Because it's no surprise that the crown is on his head tonight. He lit it up at the garden, 32 points, 14 of 27 from the field, four of nine from the three point line. Like you mentioned, Espo, his defense was solid tonight as well. I was going to bring it up in the pregame show, but I didn't want to jinx it. But Evan Fournier historically has played better against Devin Booker than he has in his career, but that wasn't the case here tonight. And I think it's um, two, there's a couple of reasons why, but I think a lot of it should be credited to the fact that Devin's defense has grown so much since the start of his career. Well, De Devin's defense, uh, and, and then he, he just, he, on the offensive end, he makes it look so easy. I mean, I joked on Twitter that that jumper's sweeter than the pecan pie that you you were sitting there eyeing all day. I mean, they're, it's just, it's so pretty. Like, it's it's just I can't it gets it gives you goosebumps when you think about how pretty that jumper was and he had it going so well uh tonight for sure and he's a big reason why the sun shot 55% overall to the next 37%. I mean the sun's made just made the place tonight. The Knicks did not have the horses to run with this team. Nope, they did not. And then what was the I mean, listen, we can sit here and talk forever about Devin Booker and his performance. And we we did this on Wednesday night as well. It's just like Saul was saying then, which, by the way, everyone who was asking where Saul's at, he's got the night off and so does Gerald. So it's me and Aspa holding it down for you guys. <laughs> but don't worry about that. It's one of those things that it's like you expect this from Devin, right? Like a 32-point performance from Devin is – just a Devin type of a performance. Yeah. The minute we start getting to the 40 and the 50 point performances, that's when our jaws are going to drop like they did a couple years ago when Devin was having 30 point performances. I think you could have had that 40 or 50. Oh, 100% would have at least had 40. Tonight's tonight's performance was one of those where my jaw was at least slightly agape because that was, that was how well he was shooting. That was the mm -hmm. next level. I mean, he went full Armani mode in this game and, and was precise in his cuts to the hoop was hitting those threes uh, with, with pretty relative ease as well. Overall. Yeah. They, like, sorry, go ahead. No, don't no, go ahead. I was just going to say like, to that point, I feel like the Suns really took advantage tonight of the poor transition defense by the Knicks. And I feel like a couple of those threes from Devin were within that same category where it was like, how are you leaving this man that open? Like, have you not been watching this game that you're playing right now? Well, you know, it, it was part strategy from the coach of the year over there, Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously Monty didn't deserve that when you look at uh, how well the night went. So, yeah, for sure. I, I don't know how anybody leaves Devin Booker <laughs> open, right? Like, I just, I don't get that at all. 
I like how do you how do you in your right mind as a defender ever leave Devin Booker? I leave anybody else on the court open. I, I don't shift off of Devin Booker at any at any point. I just no. I stay locked in. As a matter of fact, I might have two guys that stay locked in <laughs> on him on a night like tonight when he's playing like that. When he's that locked in, there's just no sense in giving him any space. If you give him an inch, he's going to make that. Mm-hmm, right? There's absolutely. there's just there's no way to give him any breathing room defensively. Yes, absolutely. All right. Let's talk about a few of the other players on the Suns team who showed up big tonight because it was a group effort. And I want to highlight Mikkel Bridges. I mean, again, I love the way Mikkel Bridges plays. Tonight he finished with 10 points, three steals, three assists, and two rebounds. But he was feasting out there on both ends of the court. Like he was just it was such a good game for Mikkel Bridges, and I loved seeing – okay, I know we're going to get into it, so I don't want to jump ahead, but that highlight there, I think it was at the top of the second quarter where he finished with the left hand. That was so beautiful. Why, why don't we just go there? We, we've <laughs> sorry, got I didn't mean to jump Let's us ahead too there. much. <laughs> Maybe. Here we go. So the he, the Knicks get the miss there, and then it's uh, off on the to the races. Campaign finds him, and then he just – in midair, he's got Obi Toppin, who's who's licking his lips. It looks like he thinks he's gonna get he's gonna get the the block, and Mikhail just goes with the left and goes in for this monster dunk. It's just it's sick, and I, I know that's overused. That's a term that that, that that's reserved not reserved enough for plays like that. But he just took it to him, and I feel like if Devin didn't have it going offensively tonight we would have seen an even bigger Mikhail Bridges offensive mm-hmm. game, but it wasn't necessary. So he could focus most of that effort on the defensive end. And we get these flashes offensively like this cut to the, uh, to the hoop, which is, uh, which is next level. And our boy, Eddie Johnson had what we're going to call our quote of the night as well about that play right after that dunk. He says, don't do that. Mikhail. That's not right. That's unfair. And it's so freaking <laughs> true that's like my favorite quote for sure. That had to be our quote of the night because he's absolutely right. Like that's just not right. It's so unfair because they didn't stand a chance against Mikel right there. No, even, uh, even Toppin who thinks he has position could do nothing to stop Mikhail. And by the way, shout out to K Ray for dropping the blade thing and going with the warden tonight. Another, (laughs) another tip of the hat just for that. That was big time as well. I think I saw on Twitter tonight. Um, okay, I'm gonna have a hard time. Uh, Alcatraz is that what it's called? The the yeah, the, the prison jail. Yes. So it was McAlcatraz. Mc, yeah, I saw Does that. Does that make too. sense? Did you see that? It's a bit of a stretch, but I'll just take the warden. I mean, he's <laughs> he slammed the cell door shut on that dunk when it came to Obi Toppin as well. I like the idea of that new one that surfaced on Twitter, at least new for me, but I can't say it. So I feel like it only works when it's written. And Espo, you have one that's very similar too. that only works when it's written, right? But which one for who? I don't, or maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it was for campaign. Yeah, I thought you had one that only worked when it was yeah, written. It, it, it wasn't the, uh, it wasn't Mikhail, but you okay. know, I, in a city known for its bridges, McHale was was the most <laughs> glorious tonight. All right, there there are plenty of famous bridges in New York, and McHale uh, was top of the mountain. That's how uh, he he was 
He was good. I, you look at the box score, and if somebody didn't watch this game and they just tune in, they're like, you're talking about a guy that had 10 points and three assists and two rebounds like he was next level. What's wrong with you people? And it's like, no, he's an eye test guy. You have to watch the eye test with Mikhail Bridges. When you see his game, you realize this Suns team does not win 15 in a row without the little things that Mikhail Bridges does. Absolutely. And all of these players, every single one of them contributed in different ways tonight that helped them put together this solid win. Like, I think you said this off the top. I think we could add this game into maybe one other game this year, which would have been the Memphis game, where it was a complete four quarters of basketball, of Suns basketball, good Suns basketball that we all know and love. Yeah, there was never a doubt tonight. And we talked about it. We wanted to see this. We talked in pregame, like, you needed a wire-to-wire win. You needed a comfortable game. And they gave it. They came out and they played the best I think we've seen them play. I would say even better than the Memphis game. This game just felt like the Suns we saw last year, but with a a few extra wrinkles. Just little things that, you know, you had some uh, JaVale minutes that obviously we didn't see last year because he wasn't a part of this team. So JaVale comes through big as well at times, and and that's huge. His... I don't even like what was in the fourth quarter. It looked like Michael Jordan in Space <laughs> Jam. Like <laughs> just, it, just stretching it was just that like, arm. Just, yeah, there in the world or in the air forever. And then he did the too short, too little thing. Um, and he went all the way down to the floor with that. That was so funny to me. I loved that play by JaVale. The whole sequence was awesome for me. <laughs> like, to, JaVale brings something different. We saw some things that Landry Shamit uh, did at times. I mean, he didn't have a, a spectacular game, but he had eight points on two of four shooting from deep. Had a few plays on the defensive end that you went, all right, Landry can add some add some minutes here this um so they tie the the 0607 team for the second longest win streak now at, at 15 we're getting to the point where we may be talking about the best suns team we've ever seen and and when you see that level that they that they reach tonight you go okay it was fun it was good, solid basketball. It was unselfish basketball. And Devin Booker showed that he was a star uh, on a huge stage. We may be finally getting to where we all knew this team could be. We we thought they were, were there at the playoffs, but I feel like they found that next year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, like we've said earlier this week as well, tomorrow and Monday will be a big test for them. But I'm not I'm not worried about it. Tonight's game gave me even more uh, faith and trust in this team that part of me, like I, we've, we've made the joke, right? Like they're playing with their food. <laughs> Just hurry up and finish it. Part of me feels like maybe they actually were a little bit like I don't know that it would ever actually come out and be said or anything, but. They were, you know, there's a lot of talk about we're finding ways to win games. 
Are they just finding the different ways that they can add areas to beat teams later on, like better teams later on? And then pull out of that bag whatever they need in that moment when you're facing a team like the Nets or the Warriors. Like, has this just been all a part of like the master plan of, of figuring out what exactly works and what doesn't and then putting it together from a, a in, like in a whole entire game kind of situation? Like, is that what's happening? Did that make any sense? Am I just getting way too out there? (laughs) No, I don't think intentionally they were playing with their food as, as we were joking, but I do think that when you go through games like they've had, you go, Oh, we can do that. Oh, this works too. And then when it all comes together in a night like tonight, you go, Oh, and there's that next level. Okay. We have everything that we need uh, to, to go along to, to figure out how to win Every type of game is the mentality I assume these players have. This Suns team can win in a variety of ways. This is not like seven seconds or less where it was, you got to run them out of the gym, otherwise you're not going to win. This team can win a defensive battle. This team can win a game where Devin Booker and Chris Paul don't shoot well. We saw that earlier in the year. This team can win a game where DeAndre Ayton doesn't play. We saw that numerous times while he was injured. Overall, this is a team that is learning what it's capable of. And I think that's where you were kind of. I don't know. I'm not saying that they were intentionally giving up (laughs) like 20 point leads or whatever. But the idea more more so that they're testing out different things each time. Right. Like you mentioned, if we can find a way to win even if Devin and Chris are not having a good night offensively, we can find a way to win when only one of them is having a good night or we can just all these different, like they, they don't seem to be going to the same thing every night. It's always someone or something different, like a different plan of action to close them out. So anyway, I feel like I got us off on a tangent there. No, I, I apologize. I think, no, I, because I think there's a good point there though, is you can't game plan for a team that has that many ways to win. That's which very makes, true. Makes it very difficult. Sure, you could take away Devin Booker, and then you're going to get punched in the face by DeAndre Ayton or Chris Paul or Mikhail and Cam are going to have a night. Or campaign off the bench is all of a sudden going to have a big game if you take something else away. That's what great teams do. They can, you can, it's death by a thousand cuts uh, with the opponent. You don't know where it's going to come from. And that's what makes this team so lethal and what makes them so interesting moving forward. Now there'll be ebbs and flows in this season. They're not going to win the rest of their games. Let's uh, let's not act like everything is going to be, is going to be roses the rest of the way. But the fact that they've shown this ability, as long as they stay healthy, Going into April and May, when you look at this, they're going to have a lot of different ways to win in in mm-hmm. the playoffs, and you need that. And they did it a lot uh, last year as well. So, by the way, our, our good friend Saul Bookman in the chat says, I'm Wasn't with Brian. He's... 15, 15 wins deserves a Lindy, Lindsay F-bomb, uh, Brian did say. No, we got to get the record for that. Oh, okay. If, all if right. You all heard record, it here. I, I'll do it. If, if they... <laughs> Is it tie or if they win? Do they have to? Do they have to hit eighteen or if they hit seventeen against the Warriors? Are we getting an F bomb? I feel like they have to beat it. 
Oh man, of course. Uh, look, <laughs> the third, the 17th win against the Warriors will be on my birthday if they get it. So I think that deserves an F bomb too. So okay, I'm pushing for 17. I'll but, consider. I'll let you right. know come come Monday our, what I decide. <laughs> our boy Mike B in the chat says, "Up guys, hope your Thanksgiving was amazing. Great win for sure." Burke book is a killer like always. My man needs a nickname. Kobe was Black Mamba. What about book? That's a like, great question. I like I like the hitman. You or, like the or, no, hitman? Excuse me, the, not the hitman, the equalizer. The equalizer. Let, do you, I don't know if you saw that Denzel movie, but Denzel, so. quiet, calculated, takes care of business, beats up on the people that that prey on on the lesser. I like I like the equalizer for Devin Booker. Is it bad that I don't? want him to have a nickname that I feel like book is the nickname. I don't, I mean, magic was, it was, it was, you know, magic was a nickname, but it was also the first name, uh, you know, he, that he went by. So that, you know, I, I don't, I don't think know. you necessarily need it. I mean, MJ, you know, I know you had air yeah. as well, but like, I don't know. I don't think book necessarily needs it. I don't give a crap as long as we get a chance to call him champion. Uh, I don't Seriously. care what else he's called. So, I mean, I like the equalizer. I'm not mad at that by any means, but I, uh, there's something that I love about just like, even the thing that everyone tweets out constantly is always book it. Right. Like, I love that his his name is within his nickname and within all of his, like, little calling cards, if you will. Like, the things that we tweet, like, the little sayings or whatever that always come out whenever Devin has a great night. So, I don't yeah. know. I kind of like it. I don't mind book. I mean, I, and when we've got, you know, we've adopted Armani mode when he has a crazy game like yeah, this. Yeah, that's a is, fun one. You know, which is a tip of the hat to his middle name as well, but mm -hmm. also high class. So I don't know. I, I tend to be with you, but if I'm going to be backed in a corner and asked, hey, what should should the nickname be? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say the equalizer. Like Elon Musk has call him book, Bookie. I'm not calling him Bookie. I, I, I'm not doing that. Yeah. He made yeah, some knees. I'm sorry. Though, so, you know. <laughs> sorry, Elon. Can't get on board with that one. <laughs> Bailey wants. A All right. Well, agent while we are. Oh. I was going to say, Bailey wants Agent 001. Nah, I don't know about that. He does have a license I don't think kill, it rolls though. off the tongue as well, but it is it is a fun one. It's a good play, for sure. While we are on, back on the topic of Devin Booker, shall we look at our tweet of the night, which came from his brother tonight? Uh, Davon said, all buckets too. He hasn't attempted a free throw. Devin did not attempt a single free throw in tonight's game, and he still finished with 32 points. Like, I'm shocked. Like, how did he not get to the line at all in this entire game? Because he was just making so many, uh, <laughs> making it look so easy that the refs didn't want to really look at uh, uh, at it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Devin Booker tends to get and you know it's tough to say this when you're a 15 game win streak but uh, devin booker tends to get uh, a bit uh he the refs screw him is what i'm trying to say <laughs> uh, in in a polite manner the refs tend to screw him uh in in certain situations and part of it's his own doing when you complain that much about uh you know about calls in general 
eventually that wears on the refs. Uh, plus, yeah, with the way they're that. calling fouls this season as well, it doesn't necessarily surprise me. But this wasn't, uh, you know, this this wasn't an evenly called game from the free throw line either. I'm trying to look up the the stats. It was a pretty big discrepancy at one point. But uh, and forgive Let me, me. My, of course, my so from the free throws. Uh, as far as free throws go, the Suns uh, shot or took 21 attempts. And well, no, the Knicks had 22 attempts. So I guess that I guess that closed there later in the game. But earlier yeah. in the game, it was it was a pretty big discrepancy there. Uh, it doesn't matter. They won. They won big. Exactly. I mean, at this point, I actually kind of like that Devin did it without any free throw attempt. It's, like <laughs> it's the anti James Harden. It's like, hey, here's here's 32 uh, all done pure, not with any mm -hmm. of this BS, you know? So, yeah, I do uh, love that. It, and the Suns, let, let's be fair, the Suns did get some, uh, a few calls on the uh, CP3 rip through, which I still think will go away next year. I know it's legal this year, but I think it'll go away. But what is really driving me nuts with the fouls is let a damn fast break happen. I am so yeah. sick of these random off the ball backcourt fouls that stop, uh, that stop any fast break. The NBA deserves to have the fast break back. I agree because Listen, if you have done what needs to be done in order to have a fast break, you deserve what happens on the end of that. And so exactly. to break that up, it's just, I'm going to say a low-key disrespectful to the game. I don't know if that's even a hot take at all, but it just, it, I just feel like that's, that was one of the, like one of those fun things about basketball, right? Like if you can get there, you deserve to have the shiny moment. Well, yeah, and look, there's nothing more exciting than than that fast break, right? I mean, you you get on the run, you make a nice defensive stop, you kick it ahead to a guy, you're going to get a wide-open dunk, and all of a sudden there's a whistle blown because somebody that's not even on camera, he's in the backcourt, decides to hack somebody else. It, it's just ridiculous. It's, it has no place in basketball. There is no reason... We should see it. Saul says not low key. It is disrespectful, Linz. And I <laughs> thank you. I, Saul. I agree. I just don't take it out of basketball. We don't need it. That this this Suns team uh, and Suns fans deserve to see a few uh, impressive fast breaks this season. Not not have some punk foul change uh, change the trajectory of it. So. Mm -hmm. Connor said um, the Knicks broadcast brought this up tonight and how special fast breaks are. <laughs> They did. I was actually watching the Knicks broadcast tonight um, unintentionally, but it just happened to be that that is the um, broadcast that I had to watch tonight. So legal stream. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Choked up there. I apologize. <clears throat> yeah. So you're right, Connor. They did bring that up. And so I think we're all in agreement there that that's got to change. That's got to change. Um, yeah, Robert, I agree with you. I'm yeah. not going to read your comment, but I agree with you. I, I'll say it. Robert says, I hate that sketchy Reddit streams are never the Phoenix broadcast. <laughs> I looked for like three different ones and they were all the, the Knicks broadcast. So <laughs> it's what it is. Oh my so, gosh. Okay. Espo, um, before we kind of close out with, um, oh wait, we have two more topics left, but before we get into those. Is there anything else you want to talk about from tonight's game? 
Uh, yeah, I have an apology I need to make uh, oh. to anybody that uh, that joined the Crowder's Cash Club uh, tonight. Uh, I apologize. We did not win. So we're going to probably retire that. Uh, all, re all respect to Devin Booker, uh, our, our our leader and uh, and savior in the first buckets tonight uh, out there. So anybody that joined, it's fun. Maybe we'll just make it where we pick a random guy each night. It doesn't have to be Jay Crowder. We just keep the club going, and uh, and it's in the spirit of Jay Crowder winning me some money at the beginning. But I apologize. But if you guys want to do that, I highly recommend you go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code PHNX. It is gonna. It's the best thing you're going to do when it comes to sports gambling. It is. And right now, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you use that code PHNX that Espo was talking about, after you place just a $1 bet on any NFL team to score a point, you're going to win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. So you'll be a winner if a single point is scored on the team that you bet on, which I'm pretty sure that could be called a no-brainer bet. So if you haven't taken advantage of that, be sure to do so now. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code PHNX, bet a dollar on any NFL team to score and win $100 in free bets instantly. Now, I do want to remind you guys that as 21 and older only, Arizona only, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. It is for new customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. I love, well, love Connor. I love Connor in the chat saying, don't worry. Espo can bail us out of jail if we get caught with our streams with all that DraftKings money he has. That's uh, facts. You have I, won I love a the lot Cove of money crazies. in the last week. <laughs> I, I love the Cove's crazies, uh, but you and Lindsay, you're all uh, you're all on your own if uh, if the feds come knocking on the door. Me? You wouldn't bail me out at least. Nope, nope. You'd have to call Saul. Wow. <laughs> that that DraftKings money is uh, is sacred and is staying here and uh, not bailing any of you out of jail. I'm sorry. I see how it is. I see how it is, Espo. My goodness. Win, win your own bets and get yourself out of jail is what I say. Well, I would prefer to just not ever actually have to go to jail, but well, it's not I my agree. fault. It was an accident. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Um, I, I scout. I clicked on the wrong links. I, I clicked on the wrong link. Scout Connor. Okay. Connor. Wow, Espo, not a real one. All right, yes, Connor. Maybe thank you. maybe for you, but not for Lindsay. All right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bail you out. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Espo, call one eight hundred next step, please. <laughs> Better call Saul. I mean, that's perfect that we have a Saul on our on our team here. Okay. So. Because Devin had an amazing night um, at the Garden, I wanted to bring this topic up and see what you guys were all thinking. So Dwayne Rankin, this is not my idea. This was Dwayne Rankin from AZ Central's idea. So he tweeted this out earlier today. Um, apparently, he asked Devin what his best game at the Garden has been. And he, Devin, said, I'll let the people decide. So Dwayne put up a Twitter poll and he asked, what was Devin's best game at Madison Square Garden? So the options that he gave us to choose from were in 2016-17, the game-winning three. In 2018-19 season, the 38 points. In the 19-20 season, 29 points. Or the 2020-21 season with 33 points. Or is it tonight's game? I think it's tonight's game. I We would have seen his highest score, scoring performance of the Garden if they needed him out there 
his shots were falling. It it was it, we've talked it to death, but it was just pretty. I think mm-hmm. I think tonight's game was Book's best at the Garden. I think I would pick tonight's game too because all the reasons you said, but also kind of going back again, if we weren't playing the Nets tomorrow, I firmly believe this would have been his highest scoring game. <laughs> the Garden has fun. Did you just swap us? Yeah, Chris said, random, it's bugging me that Lindsay's feet is on the left of Espo. She should be on the right as usual. There you go, Chris. We do nothing if not take care of our Cove crazies <laughs> and what they need. I'll even switch the way the broadcast looks just for you guys. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay. I love that, Chris. I feel like it would bother me, too, if I were you. No, totally fine. <laughs> um, but I'm with you, Espo. I think I would pick tonight's game for sure. Although the game-winning three was super fun, just – just because it was such a big moment. So I think that's a good a good second. And so far with the, the poll that Dwayne Rankin put up, that's the one that's winning. Well, game winners are always going to have that. I mean, there's nothing quite like hitting a buzzer beater. But if we're looking at totality and the question is game and not moment, I landed right. the Knights. If we're talking individual moment, there's no doubt it's, it's a game winner mm-hmm. in that situation on that stage. That's that's the moment this is the game in my mind yeah i agree this is the game that's the moment i think the reason why that moment is so cool too is because he was so much younger at the time yeah so um like you know we're not okay i don't want to get into this right now Espo, but let's do a podcast when saul and gerald are back because i want to know what your guys's opinion would be about if devin had stability in his career early on like from the jump how much further along would he be now? So Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, I'm telling you that before Monday. I forget. <laughs> Monday, we will do that because uh, we're light on games next week. So we're going to have to do 2 p.m. shows. So we'll do that. Yeah. So let's have that conversation next week. So guys, stay tuned for that one. And then our final topic of the night. Um, I suppose, do we have this one up? It was a tweet that went viral. I don't tonight. have this one. So you're just going to have to oh. read it. I'm sorry. Well, that's on me, me. Let me find it. It was a young lady named Kate, and she got ratioed on Twitter tonight. Hard. Let's see if I can. Let's see if I can. Because to she it. said, "I try so hard not to judge, but it's always very telling when fans refer to teams as quote we." And then she sent another tweet right underneath that. And said, the sooner you realize your favorite team does not care about you, the better. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes Initial and thoughts? No. Yes and no. I mean, I don't think anybody that says we is like, they really give a damn how I feel tonight. I'm going to put on the uniform and play with my boys. No, I don't. Yeah. Like, I think it's it's more of a sense of community. And it's weird for you and I, too, because we literally were – we we worked for the organization which makes it bizarre too but you know you're you're kind of taught as you know a, a member of the broadcast team which you know you were actually in the games i was after the games on radio but Still we were kind of taught don't say we say the suns you know say phoenix whatever the case may be but i get it oh from... really see no i was definitely i was a homer Oh, well, I was 100 percent. I was a homer. Oh, well, I was told not to say we. So, uh, you know, 
Maybe All right, things have then. changed in the, those two five-year periods there. Yeah, but, well, I to be honest, the five years I was there saying we probably wasn't something I wanted to do anyway, so not a lot of great basketball. Uh, but, look, I don't have a problem with fans saying we. I mean, uh, it's, it is it is a we. It is a community. It's it's we the fans. It's we the, the Suns faithful. The Suns as an entity are more – the cities of city of Phoenix's than it is, it, you know, Robert Sarver or anybody else's. I, I get that, that that ownership, you know, technically owns the team, but the Suns are the fans. It's the only consistent for 50, you know, 53 years. Al McCoy almost is consistent, but <laughs> fans are, are the consistent thing, right? It, they, it is, it is our team as, as a fan base. And I that's also- where the we comes to me. For me, the we comes from, uh, well, it doesn't come from this, but when I, when I, as a fan, am saying we, I'm not saying we as in like me and the organization as a whole. It's me, fellow fans, and the players. Like we are the group, right? Like, because at the end of the day, nobody is cheering on an organization. They are cheering on players you, you who happen not, to be in an organization, right? You're not cheering on the business unit that puts on the marketing slogans. That's not who you're cheering. Well, you're not no, cheering, not at all. <laughs> you're not cheering the ticket sales group that's deciding to you know raise prices uh, whenever they get the opportunity. No, you're 100% right. Nobody gives a crap about the business side of a sports team. Well, and I think that was the point of her whole tweet, because if you see the follow up tweet, she was like, the sooner that you realize that this organ or these organizations don't care about you. Yeah, like same, bro, like we don't necessarily care about the organization as a whole. We care about the people who are suiting up night in and night out and what they're doing on the court and how we are all doing this as a community and enjoying it together. But like if the organization, like if you told me tomorrow, I know we're going down a weird path here because of everything that's going on. But if you told me tomorrow, the entire organization is being switched to another organization, I'd be like, cool. Are my guys still playing on the team? Because that's what you care about, right? Do we get to keep the purple and orange in the name Suns? Good, fine, whatever. It's it's the fan base. Like I don't think people lump in like the actual organization's into the wheeze when they talk about their team. No, I just wanted I, to bring it up because it was literally all over Twitter tonight. Not at all. And I think the players appreciate the fans because they know that the fans can lift them up. I mean, think about how much they talked about during that playoff run, how much the fans were a part of lifting them, giving them that extra energy. That's the we that they're, uh, that fans are talking about. That's mm-hmm. the we that the players are talking about. They know that there's a very important relationship between them and the fan base and those right. fans that are there paying harder and money to root them on and that they can shift the entire dynamic of a game with the energy that they bring with the, with the cheering, those kind of things. That's when it's a week. Right. Exactly. Plus when you talk to players, like um, you ask them, you know, when they retired or if they're looking back on their career, when you ask them about favorite moments, oftentimes it's a play that happens on the court but it's followed up by, I just couldn't believe how loud the crowd was that night. Or I just couldn't believe the city showed up like that. So it goes hand in hand. Like those things are, are huge for them just as much as they are for us. Look, that, that playoff run would have been boring as shit. If 
if the arenas had been empty again because of COVID, mm-hmm. if they had not lifted the numbers restriction going into the Lakers series, that entire run would have been dramatically different. That crowd had a huge impact on that run, and you cannot tell me any differently. Having been at multiple games, the energy, you could just feel it. There was a a palpable excitement that's in there. You cannot discount that at all. So 100%. All right, well. Gio asks, have you met Book? Dude's a nice guy. Yes, Lindsay and I have both spent time around Devin Booker. I got to his rookie year, and even then, you could tell – the kid was special. He had that killer instinct, but he is a genuinely nice guy too, which which makes it that much easier to root for him too. Yeah, absolutely. Devin is a great person and he's he's so chill and just laid back. Like I, I really appreciate that about him, but you can tell in every aspect of his life, he is so locked in and focused. Like basketball is number one for him. Um and I think that's why he's as great of a player as he is and will continue to even become more great throughout his career because he's got that. I mean, we talk about it like that mama mentality, right? Like he's so locked in about his craft and his career, but he's also finds time, you know, just like the rest of us to be human beings. He plays video games, but I think anything that he puts his mind to, he is so good at it, which you see with basketball, you see it with video games ping pong, you name it. If Devin wants to be good at it, he's going to be good at it. And that is something that is so unique. And I'm super jealous of. <laughs> I, I love the, uh, I love that killer instinct in, in anything. And it, it shows you after basketball, whatever he decides to do, if he decides to get in business uh, in media, like uh, in, in film and, and television production, like Kobe did, whatever he decides to do, he's going to crush it because he's just got that, that way of looking at things and he won't let himself uh, not be good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor in the chat, uh, one of our good friends and one of the Cove crazy says went to game one of the Western conference finals and never felt anything like that before. And B says that we was epitomized by Tory Craig's half court alley-oop slam versus Denver, just an explosion of energy and passion in that atmosphere. And I think those are two, two was, great points yeah. that, that exactly right there encapsulates the, the whole thought of, of a we mentality in saying that. Did we pull it 100%. I think those are really good analogies. <laughs> no, did I cut out? Froze, so. Sorry. I'm also disappointed um, we didn't get the second Emmy. You you let me down from pre. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Well, listen, because it was an accident that I had to click on a link to watch tonight's game because something happened. I got a little frazzled for a minute because I was worried I had to get to the game really fast. <laughs> um, all right, Espo. It's been super fun. We held it down here, just the two of us. But don't worry, guys. Saul will be back with us tomorrow for Suns at Nets, and that tips off at 5.30. It's a weird one when it yeah. starts at a 30 hour. Yeah, we, got, we had a 5, 5 p.m. pregame and then probably an 8 p.m. postgame is what I'm Yes. So come hang out with us uh, tomorrow pregame, like Espo said, at 5 o'clock, and then postgame right after the final buzzer. Saul will be back here with us. Gerald is still on vacation eating all the – Chili's out in New Mexico. Lucky him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll hey, be back be- on Monday. Before we get out of here, head over 
to the PHNX locker. We've got some damn good deals going on for Black Friday. We're we're ticking down here. There's about four hours left for you to take advantage of them. Up to 50% off uh, shirts in that locker. Uh, if you become an annual member, if you haven't already joined the family, if you become an annual member, you're going to get $60 in free merch to that locker. So you sign up, you get that 60 bucks in, in free merch, which basically means you got your your entire year subscription for negative two cents. Then you go to the locker and you use that 60 bucks on some sweet, sweet merch that's up to 50% off. So basically you get a whole new wardrobe, great content, and all you've done is spent $59.98 in the end, uh, but gotten all this great stuff. So go do it, act now before time runs out. And now I sound like an infomercial, so I'll let you take (laughs) it away, Lindsay. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, though. Like, we talked about this in pregame. This is the best time to become a member at GoPHNX and pick up some merch because this is a killer deal. Like you're not going to see something better than this, in my opinion, or if you do, I would be so shocked because we're basically giving you all the clothes and all the content for like super, super cheap. So yeah. And if, Take if you act now, we'll throw Lindsay's beanie in because I'm no, giving away everything like right beanie. now. beanie. We'll give your hat. Oh, fine. My hat, any of the stuff <laughs> in this room. I'm Let's just get it you done. said that because it's your favorite hat. <laughs> I, hey, that's how that's how dedicated I am. Because I will give away the hat off my head if it gets you in <laughs> here to be part of this family. Lindsay may not give you her beanie. I'll give you my damn hat. That's how we roll here. I would give you a hat if I was wearing it for sure. So beanies, the beanies, beanies are on a whole nother level. How whole about how level. about the Emmy? Can we give the Emmy away? Oh, sure. Why not? All right. If, <laughs> if you spend over $2,000 in the merch shop and you show proof, I'll give you Lindsay's Emmy. All right. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, for sure. Check it out. Go phnx.com. Like Espo said, it's just through the end of the night. So if you're on the fence, go over there right now. And uh, make a decision one way or the other. It also makes a really good gift, you guys. Like you could buy it now for this price, get that those um, all the merch, and then gift that to somebody for Christmas, and then you have an awesome Christmas gift for like sixty bucks. Like that's yeah. super good. And if you spend two thousand dollars, you can give somebody an Emmy for Christmas. That's a hell of a deal. It's <laughs> a hell of a deal. As Chris said in the comments, slide behind that paywall and read all the things. Absolutely. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. We hope to see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, I'm Lindsay Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. That's Espo. You can follow him on Twitter at Espo. And as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. Espo? Ahoy, hoy. hoy.